0: Breaking news from KXAN News.
1: Following that breaking news this morning, police say at least four people are hurt after a shooting at a party overnight in East Austin. I'm Sally Hernandez.
2: And I'm Tom Miller. APD currently has portions of Springdale Road shut down. And we want to go live to Blake Devine, who joins us live. Blake, what are you seeing out there?
3: Good morning, Tom and Sally. You know there is a police presence here on hand as four people were shot in the early morning hours right here in East Austin near Givens Park. This all took place around 110 AM in this morning. That's when Austin police officers showed up here on scene. And right now we see a few officers kind of with the tape taped off on the road. And this is where they found four people wounded with one of those shots suffering life threatening injuries. Austin Travis County EMS then transported two of them to a local trauma center. According to APD, one person is in custody, but at this time it's not known whether or not that person is the shooter or if they knew the person that shot them. Police currently have Springdale Road blocked off between Proc Lane and Taney Street. And this is just two streets down from Ortega Elementary School. Keep in mind here in East Austin. And Austin Police will have a media briefing to explain about what took place here early this morning. And we will have an update for you when that takes place. Tom, Sally.
2: All right, Blake Devine for us. We'll look to carry that live when it happens. Thank you, Blake. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry.
4: Well, good Tuesday morning to you. We start with a look at our air quality here. We look good. Why? Well, some of us picked up a little bit of rain yesterday. That's the good news. And I'll tell you what, most of that rain has since cleared to our east. So if you missed out, I'm sorry, but it's not coming back until this weekend. But the good news is, is we're going to get a sandwich here of a few, I would say, three to four really nice January days before our next cold front rolls in. So there it goes, left behind, just a little bit of cloud cover. As far as the sky conditions go out in Granite Shoals, this is a view from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera. You can see some of the darker colors up on top. We do look to see a mix of sun and clouds this afternoon, so the sunshine will come back. Temperature wise, I'm seeing fifties and sixties from uh, Mason County to Fayette County, which isn't too bad. In fact, these temperatures are still running warmer than normal, but it is much cooler as we start today compared to what we had yesterday. Also keeping an eye on visibility. I'm not expecting huge fog issues this morning, but still less than perfect at the hour. Visibility about seven miles here in downtown Austin. Austin. looking forward those sixties come to the low seventies by lunchtime forecast high 76 degrees like i said mix of sun and clouds up top not expected to see any more rain today but our temperatures will get just a little bit cooler as we transition into the middle of this week so we'll talk more about today's forecast i'll stretch out that brand new seven day in just a couple of minutes
2: thank you Kristen. buffalo bill safety damar hamlin is still in the hospital this morning And new overnight, we've learned he is sedated and waiting for their treatment. He suffered cardiac arrest following a hit during the Monday night football game.
1: He's still in critical condition this morning after what happened last night. Moments taking a hit and a tackle. Hamlin stood up and then immediately collapsed. Obviously, we're not going to show you that video because his heart stopped on the field. This is during the first quarter of the game. An ambulance arrived on the field, and after receiving CPR for nearly 10 minutes, his heartbeat was restored. Players, emotional coaches standing by, the Bills kneeling to pray as the ambulance got on the field and left. The game was suspended, and both teams retired to their locker rooms.
2: Now to Idaho where the man that police believe killed four college students could be headed as soon as today 28 year old Brian Kohlberger will first appear in a Pennsylvania courthouse. He is facing extradition to Idaho though. His public defender says Kohlberger was shocked by his arrest but will not be fighting the extradition. IN WASHINGTON, U.S. LAWMAKERS RETURN TO WORK TODAY, AND A NEW SESSION OF CONGRESS BEGINS.
1: YEAH, THIS MORNING, THERE IS STILL UNCERTAINTY OVER WHO IS GOING TO BE THE NEXT SPEAKER OF THE HOUSE. CALIFORNIA REPUBLICAN KEVIN MCCARTHY NEEDS THE VOTES OF ALL BUT FOUR HOUSE REPUBLICANS TO WIN, BUT AT LEAST FIVE REPUBLICANS OPPOSE HIM. IT COULD BE THE FIRST TIME IN A CENTURY THE SPEAKER'S VOTE ISN'T SETTLED ON THE FIRST BALLOT.
5: I won't be voting for Kevin McCarthy. He's part of the problem. He's not part of the solution.
1: I think whether or not Kevin McCarthy gets those votes, he is going to be, if he gets them, he's gonna be a very, very weak leader. Among new members expected to be sworn in today, New York Republican, George Santos, who admitted fabricating and embellishing his background. Another newcomer in Congress, former city council member, Gray Kassar here in Austin. Austin, a Travis County EMS has made some changes to help those with non-emergency reports. We're gonna show you how the process works and how it can help even save
2: money. A new footage obtained from a local store in New York City showing the crowd's response to that New Year's Eve machete attack.
1: Austin police still on the scene of a shooting in East Austin. At least four people are hurt after a party. We're following the updates from the police department, expected to get an update from them on the scene. Our Blake Devine is there, a reporter on the ground, to let you know if there's anything that changes as far as information we're getting into the newsroom. But at least four shot at a party in East Austin.
2: Meantime, Austin, Travis County EMS is making some changes to help patients who need non-emergency help and this is going to start still with you calling 911.
1: KXAN's Brianna Hollis shows us how the process works and how it can save you money. If it
6: comes across your mind this
1: patient doesn't need
6: to go to the hospital, then give us a call.
7: Our industry has changed a lot.
6: EMS division is- chief Stephen White says since the pandemic, people have started to call 911 not just for emergencies like heart attacks, strokes, or trauma but when they can't get in to see a doctor.
7: They know that if they call 911, Austin Travis County EMS is gonna show up.
6: Right. The agency's Collaborative Care Communication Center, known as C4, caters to the roughly 95% of callers who need help but don't need to get taken away in an ambulance. It includes a team of coordinating dispatchers as well as physicians assistants who can make house calls in SUVs and telehealth options. Hey Riley, I'm gonna get Dr. Abraham for you.
7: We've got a patient here with uh, some back pain. They're complaining of uh, pain for a few days. With this program, we're trying to address the low acuity calls that don't need an emergency room.
6: In Austin, Chief White says one trip in an ambulance to an ER can cost you almost $2,000. Any tests, procedures, or medications would tack on even more costs.
7: We can write prescriptions. We can refer people into Uh, primary care physicians, into clinics, into urgent cares.
6: Some kind of rehab or something like that?
7: You can pretty much throw anything at them and they're going to find something that's going to help that patient.
6: All right, bye. Brianna Hollis, KXA. Wait, it doesn't stop after just one phone call. The C4 crew also follows up with patients to make sure their treatment's working. Brianna Hollis, KXAN
1: News. Thanks, Rihanna. Also, Travis County EMS has used telehealth for just under 1,000 patients since the beginning of the year. Three-fourths of those patients ended up even not needing an ambulance. Going in-depth, freestanding ERs could be an option for an emergency. Freestanding emergency centers are not affiliated. Affiliated with or attached to a hospital, but the equipment and staff are held to the same standards as ERs attached to hospitals. Until the pandemic hit in 2020, they were not even recognized by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid as Services, meaning people without insurance were unable to go to freestanding locations without paying out-of-pocket. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services issued a waiver in April of 2020 to allow freestanding emergency centers to get Medicare reimbursement during the country's public health emergency. But when it ends, the care goes away. Congress is working out to make sure that that change is permanent.
2: Still ahead, how the White House is now tracking overdoses in an attempt to stop more fentanyl deaths
5: good morning all coming up in sports we will remember a texas baseball coaching legend we'll hear from one of his former players
1: good morning everyone on this tuesday january the third a live look outside to start off your morning Kristen is here with the latest signature forecast coming up in just the next few minutes first a somber day for the austin fire department family funeral services will be this afternoon an afd battalion chief Travis Marr. The 49-year-old died from stomach cancer last week, six months after his diagnosis will be laid to rest. Doctors believe his cancer is linked to when he went to New York City to help with rescue and recovery efforts after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. The funeral home will live stream services and we'll share that with you on KXAN.com. He does leave behind two sons and a wife. ANOTHER AUSTIN SPOT SAYS IT IS MOVING DUE TO BEING PRICED OUT OF SOUTH CONGRESS. THEY CAN'T AFFORD THE RENT ANYMORE. SOUTH CONGRESS BOOKS HAS TO MOVE AND I POSTED ON SOCIAL MEDIA LAST WEEK. THE STORE WILL MOVE TO CENTRAL AUSTIN OFF OF THE ORIGINAL KIRBY LANE LOCATION. THE SHOP'S BEEN ON SOUTH CONGRESS FOR OVER A DECADE.
7: WE uh, can't, WON'T BE ABLE TO PAY THE RENT HERE ANYMORE. SO WE'RE MOVING TO A MORE uh, REASONABLE PRICE POINT in a much more welcoming area.
1: Well, this upcoming Sunday will be its last day on South Congress Avenue. Since the new store will not be ready until March, South Congress Books owners plan to open an outpost in Uncommon Objects near White Boulevard and Menchaca Road. That shop left South Congress back in 2017 after 26 years at its former Location, so just another mm. icon here in Austin. Leading see okay. in disguise, another one. Yeah, is the third one that we know of.
4: And right. it's such a popular area too, not only for locals but tourists. So to lose some of those long-time veteran stores mm-hmm. right there on that strip. Makes me sad. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here, because the rain and storms that some of us saw overnight clearing to the east, left behind just a little bit of cloud cover, and we're going to see a mix of sun and clouds through the day today. Live look outside. Good morning, Buda. Here's the view from our rock and dirt yard camera. There, I can see I-35, so we know we're in a good place when it comes to the visibility. Temperatures are in the 50s and 60s this morning, still running warmer than average, but these temperatures are actually significantly cooler than what we had yesterday. Our numbers down down 5 to 15 degrees out there. We are going to see a cooling trend continue through the afternoon, but it's still going to be very comfortable. I mean, we're talking 76 degrees. Our west-northwest winds will be breezy at times, gusting maybe up to 20, 25 miles per hour, especially west of I-35. I'm going to show you that in just a second, but I'll give you uh, 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 just a minute here to find your neighborhood number mid to upper seventies, even a couple low eighties sneaking in there down in the southeast. These temperatures get 15 degrees warmer than where we typically are on a normal January 3rd. Sky conditions up top, like I said, just mixed sun clouds, no rain, no thunderstorms, nothing to worry about today. We are going to see some drier air and lower humidity working, so it should feel a little bit more pleasant to be outside. Overnight, we're going to stay dry, waking up to mainly clear skies tomorrow. We've got even more sunshine on the way for Wednesday. So what's the hang up? The hang up is some gusty winds expected in the hill country today. You'll notice when it comes to our wind gusts, 15, 20 miles per hour. I do expect them to be stronger in the hill country, but everybody's going to get A little bit of that air moving around. And then watch as we get into tomorrow. Tomorrow, too, looking to be breezy to windy, mainly favoring areas west of I 35. So with wind, drier air moving through, low humidity, ongoing drought, the wildfire danger is the concern. We have high to very high fire danger in the hill country today. This will likely repeat again tomorrow. Rain chances staying out of the forecast through Friday. Seven days, 70s today with breezy conditions. We've got the same kind of day expected tomorrow. Thursday, Looking at a full day of sunshine, temperatures just a touch cooler in the low seventies, but you'll notice a cold front coming in this weekend. Still a little uncertain as to the timing of it, whether it's going to be Saturday morning or Saturday night, but the rain chances are looking a little better 30 to 50% Saturday into Sunday and that cold front will shave off again 10 degrees off our highs, leaves us in the sixties as we get into the back half of the weekend and our overnight lows far above freezing here in Austin, forties and fifties for the next six to seven mornings.
0: This is KXAN Sports. Brought to you by Thomas
5: J. Henry. Good morning all outside Dish Falk's field on UT's campus. Four bus look over the Texas baseball stadium. Billy Dish, Bib Falk, the two namesakes, Augie Garrido and Cliff Gustafson. The last one mentioned was the last one still with us. Cliff Gustafson passed away at the age of 91. He came to the 40 replacing a legend in Coach Falk and proceeded to win 22 Southwest Conference titles and a pair of of national championships, one in 1975, one in 1983. 18 times Coach Gus's team has made it to the College World Series. At the point of his 1996 retirement, he had the most wins in Division I history, now in seventh place. He coached a number of memorable players. We spoke with one of them, Keith Moreland, on remembering his
3: coach. He was such a a guy that taught you how to win, uh, win with honor, And win with dignity and lose with dignity, I guess, is the other part of it, too. Uh, uh, He was a guy that was uh, stoic in the sense that he never got too high or too low. And he taught you as a player to uh, keep competing and and do it the right way and uh, with integrity. And uh, uh, that's something that I'll never forget.
5: Coach Gus actually played for the 1952 Texas team that made the College World Series, and Keith, one of the many great players that Coach Gus was able to coach, some other ones including Roger Clemens, and a huge outpouring of support from those guys and a number of others, all of his former players, remembering the great Longhorns coach.
2: We'll send it back to you. Thank you, Noah. There is an outpouring of grief and remembrance after the death of former Pope Benedict XVI. Tens of thousands of people continue to line up at St. Peter's Basilica.
1: Yeah, NBC's Molly Hunter is at the Vatican, where the body of the Pope Emeritus is going to continue to lay in state ahead of Thursday's funeral.
4: I'm NBC's Molly Hunter at the Vatican. Monday was the first day that the faithful, that the public, were able to get inside St. Peter's Basilica and pay their respects, their final prayers, their final goodbyes to late Pope Benedict 16th, He's lying in state in St. Peter's Basilica Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, allowing the public several days to get inside. The funeral mass will be held on Thursday morning right here in St. Peter's Square. The current Pope, Pope Francis, will preside over that. The first time a current Pope has presided over a funeral of his predecessor in more than 600 years. And we will have so many more details coming up on The Today Show.
1: We know you will, Molly, thank you. Fred White, the drummer for Earth, Wind & Fire, has died at the age of 67. His brother and fellow bandmate Verdeen White posted yesterday that White had passed away. Fred White joined the band in the mid-1970s. His work helping set the stage for songs like Boogie Wonderland and September to become instant hits. It's unclear, though, what led to his death. But again, another member of the band, Earth, Wind & Fire, Fred White, dead at the age of 67.
2: The White House is hoping to get a handle on the opioid crisis, and its priority for this year is fentanyl.
1: Just weeks ago, it unveiled a tracking dashboard to show non-fatal opioid overdoses nationwide. It's a type of tracking program that has lacked for years as the government has worked to combat the rise in synthetic drug use. But leaders acknowledge it's only the beginning as the data collection system still leaves out a lot of sources. And here in Austin, there's a new tracking app, courtesy of the University of Texas. KX Sanson and Bill has an in-depth look at how it will lay the groundwork for helping protect the community.
0: There were 308 overdose deaths in Travis County in 2021.
6: We've seen the increase in opioid-related deaths skyrocket
1: over the last few years.
0: A 20% increase from 2020.
6: We now have uh, free accessible, no questions asked, naloxone in the Perry Castaneda Library. Claire
0: Zagorski with UT Austin's College of Pharmacy helped get Narcan on campus, making it more accessible to students and staff.
6: The library is constantly asking us for more doses. We're always needing to restock them and replenish them. So there's a lot of need and a lot of interest.
0: Resources are key to saving lives, but tracking where these overdoses are happening is important as well. And right now, that can be difficult. We've been
7: working on developing um, a platform that will help to improve um,
0: real-time response for overdoses. Casey Claiborne is hoping to change that with a new app called TechScope.
7: This allows our public health officials, it allows our first responders, it allows our our decision makers to make data-driven decisions to inform community response for overdose locally.
0: Once opened, users can enter in where that overdose took place, the drugs involved, and the outcome. That data can then paint a better picture of what kind of drugs are being used in an area and if there are hot spots where more people are overdosing.
7: And we're seeing fentanyl within Adderall and, and Xanax and things like that now. And so we really need to be able to identify, um, you know, where bad batches of drugs are.
2: Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Surveillance video from a New Year's Eve machete attack shows the chaos near New York's Times Square. In the video from inside a pizzeria, you see that crowd rushing into the restaurant, all looking for cover and it was urgent. Police say 19-year-old Trevor Bickford attacked several New York police officers with a machete. Bickford went to a Manhattan hospital after being shot in the shoulder by one of those officers involved. He is being charged with two counts of attempted murder and two counts of attempted assault. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News
0: Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.